Hello, and welcome to Women of Substance. I have a very special friend today I'm interviewing. Her name is Julie Beresford, and you will really like what she has to say. I always say that, but these women are so interesting and such a blessing, really. Um, And so, again, I want you to be inspired and encouraged by her, um, some of the things she shares about her life and also about a miraculous testimony that she shares. Um, She is a grandmother of six children, a mother of two, and she and her husband, Jeff, they have been uh, known each other since they were five years old and uh, have had a tremendous marriage. They've always served the Lord and loved God and and just uh, been such a blessing. I know that because I pastored them for a while and uh, they serve in the church and love the Lord. Um, one interesting thing that this is really a, what, one thing I wanted her to emphasize, and she did, is that she was mayor of her town, Cameron, West Virginia, in 2012, and actually made history uh, during the election because she was a write-in, and she became the first woman in Cameron, West Virginia, to be a write-in and to uh, be elected mayor, and first woman in the United States of America to get 67% of the vote as uh, uh, in a mayor election. So it was really interesting to hear that. And you'll love her. She's so full of life and so full of victory and loves not only the Lord, but loves the scriptures, loves the word of God. So be blessed by this today. I want to welcome you today to Women of Substance, and uh, we have a very special guest, a friend of mine for years, and her name is Julie Beresford. I think you are going to be so delighted in her life with God and how uh, the Lord has blessed her again and again, especially, and we'll get to this in a minute, in the last year, just some tremendous things took place in her life, which is uh, a miracle, really, of God. But, um, hey, Julie. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad that you um, accepted our invitation. Thank you very much. And uh, I know that this is going to inspire many women. I want to start out with Julie was in our church for years and uh, she is a devoted Christian and she and her husband love the Lord and uh, have served God for many, many years. Um, She also has uh, been in the political arena. She actually ran for mayor in her hometown. And I I really want you to tell everybody about uh, this because there might be some women out there who are actually thinking about running for office and maybe they don't feel qualified or maybe they think, well, this is crazy. I could never do this. Um, And you're probably the first uh, political figure that I've had on the podcast. And so um, I want you to share a little bit about um, how how that even came in your mind to run for office and and just, you know, elaborate as much as you want to. Well, there's a nice story. First, I want to say thank you. And I'm very honored that you invited me for this interview, Scarlett. You know, we love you. And uh, love you praise God. Um, the Lord uh, has worked in our lives for many, many years. My father-in-law was a uh, great mentor of that also. And uh, he was in World War II. Mm -hmm. And he was in the 114th Infantry Division, Mm -hmm. actually. 
and uh, was uh, in the Battle of the Bulge. Okay. So he is a he was a staunch patriot of the United States and wonderful this country is and how blessed we are. And he said, when I was one that got to come home, the Lord was in this thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had said to me one day he was reading the newspaper and I was up at his house at lunch. And he said to me, you know, Julie, they're they're having the mayorship there. They're people are running for mayor. And uh, I think you need to do that. And uh, I said, I laughed and I said, well, he said, no, I think you would be good for our community. You grew you know, you grew up in the town and you know, you know, everybody and you're liked. And I think that that would be something that you would be good, good for you to do. Yeah. I said, well, you know what? I'll think about it. So um, that was uh, actually about four weeks before he passed. Mm. And the cutoff date to run was on the 26th of January, which was the day he passed. Oh, I did not feel I, I didn't get the paperwork in because I stayed with him at the hospital. But a girlfriend of mine had come up and she said, you know, you can you can run as a write-in candidate. And I thought, well, you know, that'd be okay, because what are the odds of winning? <laughs> <laughs> so as God would have it, you know, I went ahead and ran as a, a write-in candidate and won. Isn't and, that uh, it's wild. Hmm. But it was it we're in a small town community, and uh there's about a thousand people in the downtown area and then the surrounding areas because it's very rural up in West Virginia where we're at and yeah. it is uh we had uh, uh about probably 3400 out around in the surrounding area so right. uh, it was a little active town and is and uh but anyhow so I went ahead and had had won and then they <laughs> they called me and they said congratulations do you realize you've made history? And I said, no. And they said, well, you're the first woman to be seated as mayor as a write-in candidate for the state of West Virginia. And the first woman in the nation to win as a write-in candidate at 67%. Praise God. And I said, well, how wonderful. Oh, that's so awesome. We uh, we were excited. And then it was, you know, we were off. And uh, I, I said it was me. But believe me, there were a collective group of people around me that loved our community and wanted yeah. to see things, you know, brought back. Like when we grew up, people took pride in their homes and their yards. And, you know, it was yeah. it was like one of these that you see on TV, the, the little a little hometown. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful little place. So anyway, uh, one of the things that the council had been complaining about were the teenagers and kids running around town, but they didn't have anything for them to do. So Mm -hmm. uh, our our first project off the the start was we wanted to open back the community pool that the city has. It's a unique pool. It was with the PWA program right after the World War that a lot of men were put together. There's a lot of history behind that. Yeah. 
Uh, so we protected and saved and restored a historical site. Mm. And it's really, it was really exciting to be a part of it. And believe me, the the community came out. I mean, the volunteerism was just beyond beautiful. And uh, the first day, because you know how it is, you put everything in order. And then, you know, I unlocked the gate. And that was the, they were saying, you know, Julius, you unlock the de- gate, they will come. Well, we yeah. didn't have, we put it out there and we unlocked the gate. And I'll tell you, it was a misty morning. And they came through the clouds up in there. And I looked around at one point and there were a hundred people up there working. Little kids three to five years old pulling weeds and cleaning it. You know, the first thing we had to do was clean it up and get things out. So it was, uh, it was, it was just such a blessing for the community and watching everyone. It was, you know, it was my blessing that everyone came and worked together sure. and it, it was like they all knew exactly what they needed to be doing they came with mm. their ears and gas cans and chainsaws and right it was, it was unbelievable and uh so we were really excited and uh it took a year we my, yeah my um terms they were two two-year terms and uh i they wanted me to run the third term and i couldn't because we were caring for uh when Jeff had passed and my mother-in-law had uh, had a little, you know, issues and we uh, are te- had taken care of her for the last 10 years. Right. So we able to, but we had accomplished, we were just so excited about, you know, the things that we got. And I said, they didn't just get me, they got my husband too, because <laughs> Jeff and I grew up at that pool and you know how that is when you're a kid. I mean, those are our, greatest memories in the summertime you know lining up and getting to go and it is a lot of fun but um it is a semi-circular pool historical site Mm. and i said it was with the pwa program there's only i believe that pool in the united states is the only one left of its kind oh one in france and originally it had it was supposed to be a circular pool, but they uh, did a semicircle because of the um, rock ledges and things that they ran into when they were building. But um, it was it was set up like a a semicircular around the pool on the outer aspect was sand that was brought in from Michigan, so it had a beach effect. Oh, and nice! So it was it was pretty. It's a pretty neat. You know, they have some pictures, as I said. If you go on to Friends of Cameron Pool, you'll be able to pull that up and see the oh, history. Cameron, West Virginia. And so then, the did the teenagers and children get off the streets? And- oh yes, <laughs> they've been. And it, see, one of the things that that we did, we I told them, I'm not going to be here forever. You're going to have to form a committee mm-hmm. that every year to year that works this keeps it up. Because you only your mayors are only two year terms, so that can change. Yeah. So um, the Friends of Cameron Pool Committee is what we set up, and they've opened it every year since. Wonderful. And the community loves it, and it's it's a real blessing for the kids. That's you know, so good. When you're in a rural area, you're very very limited. Yeah. On, and one of the big things I did, there's a lot of oil and gas industry up there, and mm-hmm. one of things as mayor that I did 
I contacted all those companies and sent sent them letters and told them, you know, that we were preparing this for the the rural community and for the the kids in the community, and we would like them to be included and be a part of it. And you know that they have all been on that ever since. Praise and, God. And, yes, and and the finances they have blessed and blessed to keep that pool open and the committee, the people of the community have worked so hard and kept, kept it going. Yeah. It's just a, it's a great, great thing for, for kids. And you have to provide as adults, we have to provide. That's what they were complaining about them. And I said, stop. Yeah. You cannot complain about kids. If you're not willing to sacrifice some time, it takes a village to raise these kids. Yes. And, you know, you have to have a place for them to be. You yes, know? that's true. <laughs> it, really, it really made a big difference. And they, the kids love it. And they, you know, my grandkids, my uh, older two grandsons were lifeguards and uh, oh, had there, you know, it, it made jobs for them. And they, sure. that. and uh, my younger two have been there every summer. And just had had a big time with it. That's so neat. Yeah, it is. Thank you for sharing all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I know that there was opposition at times. Um, There always is when you're trying to step out and do something. So how did you overcome that? The Lord. There was a lot (laughs) of prayer. (laughs) And, you know, if you've got faith, the grain the size of a grain of a mustard seed, it'll move mountains. And we, but when you know i would go home at night and we'd go into prayer and and the lord would move obstacles and he's he just works in amazing ways we just yeah. love him in our lives and Amen. I, it, it, I that's what i tell you know people um it's important to have the lord in your life it's very yes. important i wouldn't want to go through what's going on today without the lord no i he, wouldn't either uh, exactly he, he does. And, yeah. you know, he does up. He, he's wonderful. Praise I know. <laughs> and you've, you've lived also in Panama City Beach um, yeah. throughout the years and, and been back and forth to West Virginia. Um, and, of course, our friendship is developed there in Panama City Beach. Sure. Yes. Um, so and this but this last year you um, had. Uh, some horrible things happen and yet some miraculous things happen. And I don't want to spoil the the milk here. So I'm going to let you go ahead and tell what happened. Well, I um, actually, I uh, was called and I'm a licensed practical nurse and I've been in the operating room uh, as a surgical, I was cross-trained as a surgical technician. So I have worked many years, uh, 35 of the 40 years uh, in the operating room. Yeah. At a, a tech, and uh, they needed someone to help them after Hurricane Michael. There was a lot of loss down here with people having to move and get back to where they could, you know, work because oh, you yeah. you'll have to work. Yeah. And so I, uh, I finally, you know, I said, yeah, I'll, I would love to help, and um, I got on full time, and I uh, helped restructure their GI lab and uh, got that stuff. You know, I'm good at organizing. <laughs> Yes, we got that stuff organized and got that, you know, going. And uh, at that time, the hospital, the COVID started. Yeah. And uh, we had gone through, it was two and a half years 
just past COVID because it was this February when this happened with me, but um, they mandated the shots and uh, I, I took the shot. Um, I, and uh, I, um, it really was, I didn't feel well from the day after I took it on and uh, I was back and forth, you know, in the doctor and uh, I was out of work and uh, I, on February, what we had happen here at the house, um, my mother-in-law got COVID, my husband got COVID, and I had COVID. Mm-hmm. And our dog passed away from COVID. It was, mm. it was horrible. Mm. And, uh, we, what happened was we, uh, we ended up, my mother-in-law went down with a spinal stroke. And uh, then we were, of course, couldn't care for her. So we got her to the hospital and she was in there for a week and they moved her into rehab because she could no longer walk. She's right. two. She'll be yeah. nine three. And uh but she she got around. You know, we have a little loft with ten steps and she would go up there. She was, you know, strong and was getting around. But yeah. when it happened that she was down. So they placed her at uh, the rehab in uh short term care and right. I- taking paperwork and getting things organized for her and making sure they had everything. And uh, uh, four days in, I went in and I was studying. It was uh, February, it was Monday. It was February the 7th. And I was sitting in there with her paperwork and I don't have any recall of this. My husband said I walked in and sat down in the room and he and she were there. And uh, he said, I just looked over at him and said, oh, Jeff, oh, Jeff. And that was Mm -hmm. it. That was it. I went out. Just like these athletes, they say you, that have had the shot that they saw just drop on the field, just like that. Right. Um, the Lord was good because He put me in the right place at the right time, and He used all this bad for His glory. And yeah. I'll tell you, He uh, at that time I uh, was put in the E car. They shocked me three times. There was a young doctor that came around the corner and saw what was going on. And he jumped into the room and uh, they were going to call it. It was my understanding. And uh, my husband said, what difference does it make? Hit her again. Yeah. uh, Young doctor got in there. He goes, give it to me. And he readjusted things and uh, hit me the fourth time. And when he hit me the fourth time, he said, stop. We've got a rhythm. Wow. Uh, It was... Mm. uh, now, remember, I have no recall of this. This is right. what my husband told me exactly what had happened. And uh, they got me over to the hospital where I work and uh, got me in there. And uh, they came out with my husband and told him, you know, um, we we aren't we don't want to give you any false hope here. Um, right. We do not expect her to survive this. She's got a 10 percent chance. And uh, right now the machines are what are keeping her alive. And, mm. well, um, it's you know, in another few days and a week, you're going to have to make a decision. Mm. Well, my husband called our sons down, of course, and uh, they came right away. And this yeah. was on Monday. So the boys were there by Tuesday. And uh, the doctor had come back in and said that I wasn't responding to, you know, that they have given me everything that they could possibly give me. And I was treated excellent, excellent. Right. And uh, they uh, had given me all that they could. And at that point in time, he said, you know, to my husband, Jeff, he said, uh, 
Jeff, um, you know, there's going to have to be something else happen here. And Jeff smiled at him and he said, well, praise God. We thank you for all that you've done. He said, mm-hmm. I brought her to the mechanics. Now we're taking her to the one that made her. He's going to have to get out of this room. And uh, our two sons and he stayed in the room, shut the door. And uh, Jeff told the boys, it's time. We're going to pray for your mother. And And you were, at that point, you were still in a coma. I was in a coma. I was on the respirator. Right. Right. So uh, they they told me that this was exactly what happened. And Mm -hmm. they said, you know, dad looked at us and said, lay your right hand on your mother. You're going to stand there, there, and I'm to stand here. We're going to lay our right hands on your mother and we're going to start to pray. Mm -hmm. And they they did that. And at that time, the Lord, my oldest son, said that the room felt electric. Mm. He said, my my sons will never be the same. Mm. What they witnessed that day, the power of God came in that room and was all over all of us. Yeah. They said that the Lord levitated me off the bed, Mm. a foot and a half up off the bed. And my hands were tied down so that I wouldn't pull the thing out. But I was not awake. And like I said, I was in the coma and I I didn't know. And uh, they said that the Lord levitated me and they um, jumped back. My (laughs) our sons jumped back and and they're 40 year old men when I'm not they're not kids, you know? Yeah. And they jumped back and my husband said, get your hands on her and pray. And the Lord brought me down. And as soon as they laid their hands on me again, he lifted me again. Oh, wow. Praise God. I know. And, uh, Power of God. Witness that their lives, the Lord used that. The lo- Their lives will never be the same. Right. Now, I, it was, um, this was on, let's see, I, I went down on Monday. This was on Tuesday. It was like Tuesday evening. To Wednesday, Wednesday. So Friday, they're they're watching everything on, you know, when you watch those monitors, everything started coming back. Because mm. God is good and He is yeah. prayer. And uh and before that up. point, um your kidneys were shutting down. Okay. It didn't that, that was kind of the report was that right. all the organs were Complete kidney failure. It was, you know, when you I died. Yeah, uh, that was one of the things. Then come Friday, I'm a Thursday. They were like, "I think we're going to be able to get her off the respirator." (laughs) (laughs) They 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 started. They said they started to wake me up, but I I don't have any recall that. And uh, and it's good you don't. You know the Lord way of protecting you. And uh, but anyway, then come Friday, the girl came in and she said, "Uh, Julie. Um, we, they woke me up enough that I was aware, you know, because mm-hmm. then they didn't know what kind of a residual effect I would have if I was going to have brain damage or, you know, from what had happened. Yeah. But, you know, God doesn't do anything halfway. No. If he doesn't. He is, uh, he is good. So, uh, they extubated me and, uh, all of a sudden everybody from the emergency room that had worked and, and, and it's like a little city. so. The gossip had gotten around and here they came walking by my door. There was a line of people because they said, uh, she is truly, truly a miracle of God. Mm. And they knew, you know, and, uh, praise God. 
And I, I was sitting there when uh, one of the internists came in and she asked me one morning, she said, did you, do you remember anything? Do you? And I said, no, I don't have any recall, but I felt like I had a dream that, and when I had the dream, there was this, um, it was like God's hand came down and picked me up. Nothing was said, but picked me up like a puppy on on the back of the neck and lifted me out of the ashes. Right. I came up out of the ashes. I saw the most beautiful, what I would call an angelic being. And it was the most purest of white. I can't even describe that. Mm. How beautiful and how perfect and how white. The white was, you know, it almost hurt your eyes. It was so beautiful. Wow. And uh, nothing was said, but I knew I'd been raised. The Lord had raised me. Yeah. so then they extubated me and, and I, you know, was talking to people, but the Lord sent people in like every day. You know, <laughs> they, they were like, oh, we've heard about you. It's all over the hospital. You are absolutely a miracle of God. And I said, well, praise God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm here and I couldn't walk. I, yeah. I don't walk. And I, I got up on the side of the bed and I could stand and I could pivot to the wheelchair but I was so, you know, you're just so weak. And when things like that happen and uh, it did affect my legs a little bit, but I, uh, I'm, I, for the most part, I, I got up and uh, when I, they brought in physical therapy, this is the wild thing about all this. This, you know, this is how God works. They refused me um, rehab because they said my heart ejection fraction was too low and I would have to, um, I I was too much of a liability to go into a rehab unit. Right. So they gave me um, home care. And let me tell you, that was, those kids were wonderful. Oh. It worked with me for two months. But when I was in there, they had um, a physical therapy come in. And I'll never forget this lady that came in. And she said, today we're going to walk. And she said, I heard you can't. And I said, in in Jesus' name, I'm gonna walk. <laughs> and I I threw my legs over the, the side of the bed, and I I got in a wheelchair and came around, and uh, I I stood up, and she said, "Well, we'll put this walker in front of you." I said, "That's fine." She said, "We'll be right here." I said, "Okay." And I said, "Greater is He that is in me than He is in the world." And I slapped my hands together and I took my first step, and then I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Who strengthens me? <laughs> my hands again and took my next step. And then I just worked and worked all the way across, yes. all the way back. And by the time I got back, my husband was crying. I was crying and praying oh. God because mm. God is so good. And yes. I, um, those kids <laughs> came to the house and it took two months to get me up to where I could walk down to the stop sign and come back on the street. And that was my goal. If I could, I could do that and start, you know, really walking. Sure. But, it is. I uh, you you get a, a different perspective, and you also you take nothing for granted, right? And you yeah. really it. Uh, God is so good, and I've always known that. But um, it is he he is not done with me yet. Like that's today. right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Absolutely. And, and I and you care. With you me. also had um, maybe a vision of Satan. Oh, yes. Yes. I'd like for you to share that. I was in the hospital for two weeks. On Friday, they took the tube out. And on that following Monday, Tuesday night, 
I went to bed that night and went to sleep and had a dream and, and the devil came. He came, mm-hmm. Satan came in that dream and he was laughing at me. And it was, um, it just, it made you stick at your stomach, the, the, you know, and he said, I can take you anytime I want to. Mm-hmm. And I hit him and I, I can't, it, it was, I started to laugh and it was that I know it was the joy of the Lord. Cause I started to laugh and I said, <laughs> you can't do anything here. You have no power here. I rebuke you in Jesus name. And he was gone. I love that. <laughs> You know, God is so good. Yes. And, you know, it's, Satan has no power. And, you know, the Lord, you know, showed me with that. It's like in that scripture. And he says, you know, in that day, we the, the Lord, he will be shown and we will be like, Lord, is this who deceived us? Yes. What deceived us? Yes. He, he was already put under. The Lord yeah. put him under at the cross. It's over. Yeah. And he's been over. We just have to get a hold of that and get it in us. Yes, you know? that's so true. Yes. Absolutely. The work is finished. Jesus yes. did it all. It, it was, he it's did it all. Done. And it's, you know, it's not things that we do. God uses us in great ways. Don't, I, 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 but his grace is beyond measure. Yeah. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And, but that's, I'll tell you, like I said, my sons will never be the same and the cutest. <laughs> And they testify to everybody what the Lord did. I love that. <laughs> and how great is that? You know, That's wonderful. Praise Amen. God. Amen. Um, you know, I think that uh, another wonderful um, truth that you have been able to share with other people too, because really you died. You know, you yes. and they uh, yes, you know I- helped you get back in your in your body, um, but. Uh, uh, during COVID, you being a nurse and, you know, yep. you've uh, d- been there through a lot at the hospital and a lot of people were not able to be with their family members, even when they passed. Right. right. And um, you shared a little bit uh, because I, I think someone asked you, right? I if, had a couple friends that I had worked with over the years. Yeah. Had lost family members. Devastating. Devastating. And uh they were they were devastated, of course. And uh, I said, you know, they said, you know, Julie, you you died. And I said, yes. And they said, well, our, our biggest worry, you know, was Dad was by himself. And I said, stop. Let me let me assure you, you're never alone. Yeah. You're never alone. God was with him. Yeah. It was he had. I'm telling you, he had absolutely no pain. Right. I, tell you that I was on the respirator. I have no recall of that, no pain. And I was not alone. Praise God. Later, and, um, they were in tears. In yeah, joy. They, sure. It gave them a peace. They, and they said that, oh, sure. have no idea what peace that's brought to us. Right. So that's so comfort. Oh, absolutely. Isn't it? Because um, it was just such a cruel uh, virus all the way around, but yeah. especially that it divided people so and families uh, that wanted to be um, with ones who were sick or ones who were dying, you know, and or in even in a nursing home, you know, there was no. So um, I love that you that you shared that from your personal experience. And the Bible says that Jesus take, has taken the sting out of death. 
yes. for those of us who are born again. And, um, and so, yeah, it's so neat that they're not alone and that they're not in pain. I love that. Yes. Praise God. God. He is so good. And yeah. I, uh, I just can't, I can't sing his praises enough. It's just, he is, he is just so good. And, uh, we, you know, we, um, we survive, you know, yes. and, and you know, when, when you talk to the Lord, I was, you know, when all that was going on, I was like, Lord, what is this? You know? So I, well, Melly, what is this? Because yeah. the eternal mind is an enemy of God. And right. You, you know, you start into that kind of stuff. And the Lord told me it's Joe, no one, you know, the devil can do these things to people, but he can't take you from my hand. When you are one of mine, he cannot take you. Yeah. He doesn't determine that. Only the Lord does. Yes. Amen. Praise God for that. Praise (laughs) God. Well, thank you, Julie, for being on today and and testifying and just such a witness of God's love and mercy and blessing. And, uh, we love you very much and we oh, thank you for it. I love you. And thank you for letting me be here today. And also one, one thing I wanted to share with all, all of us women. Yes. Important ladies. Um, don't be afraid to step up and yeah. get involved politically. You know, that devil wants to tell you anything in your mind is telling you, you can't do that. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yes, you can take it one step at a time. And that's, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens and keep him first and he'll make the way. Amen. Amen. I love that. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. (laughs) Well, you heard it. It, You can do it. And um, I think that um, it's time where we really need to examine our hearts of what God is wanting us to do in our life. Some uh, some of us are called to ministry. Some we know that are, you know, called to be in business or, you know, other uh, areas in life. Um, but I believe that now's the time to really examine your heart and see if God's calling you to be in the government positions. So and if, if so, if he's asked you to do that, if he's calling you to do that, then he's graced you to do it. So you can, just like Julie just said, you can do what he's graced you to do. And we encourage you to do it. We'll be praying for you. Well, God bless you. Until next time, uh, I believe the Lord is empowering you for works of service. God bless you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter. And we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles. And then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, But we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. 
and uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.